live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones here. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host, and uh, we're glad to have him with us today. Open phones at 888-825-5225 is number one best-selling book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, is still zooming and zooming and zooming, as well as his podcast. So if you want to talk about your life and your money, we're here. The call is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. 888-825-5225. David's going to start us off in Amarillo, Texas. Hi, David. How are you? Pretty good, Dave. How are you today? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, uh, I have recently remarried about three years ago and uh, was very near debt-free. And my wife, after we got, we had, I told my wife before we got married, we weren't going to have any debt and, except the house. And so anyway, uh, on our first anniversary, I bought her a sleep number bed, which is very expensive, and I charged it. Well, now she she likes to spend money like it's made out of water, like there's an endless supply. And I can't get her to to sit down with me and and uh, create a budget and and I you know I would really like to do the financial peace university with her uh but I just don't know how to get her to agree to those things. Well the first the thing ABA you don't line. do is say Dave Ramsey said <laughs> whatever you've already did it didn't you? Yes sir. Yeah, you oh, turn me into man. a cuss word, man. You you wimp! You blamed it on me. And the second thing is, you can't tell your wife, "Okay, this is going into our, our my new marriage. This is going to be a key priority for us until the first big purchase, and then I'm going to go ahead and just uh, knock down my own boundary, and then get mad at you for yeah. for walking through that gate that I opened up." You can't do that. Yeah. So yeah, I understand. What you've got to do is you have to dial back because both of you engaged in childish behavior, and we have to both dial back to adult behavior. Uh, adults right. devise a plan and follow it children do what feels good and so what you're discussing is the symptom the symptom is overspending the symptom is debt the symptom is a sleep number bed you financed a bed a bed man a bed (laughs) you gotta say that out loud oh and so you have to dial back and go those are symptoms and the, the problem that caused those symptoms to occur is vision lack of it you do not have a shared vision for your wealth in the future and what your wealth will do for you it will allow us to travel it will allow us to buy this it will allow us to be generous in this way and we have to do things to cause that wealth to happen and one of those is avoiding debt going forward and that includes me because i'm a bonehead and i broke my own word here you got to start with apologizing deeply a deep bow and scrape and uh, beg for forgiveness, and then say, but the reason I wanted us to do that, even though I screwed it up, was because I believe if we stay out of debt, these are the things that are going to happen. Let's talk about why and where we're going and changing our family tree and retiring with dignity and being in a position to be unbelievably generous and those kinds of big things. Then she can get on board And, oh, by the way, you get a vote and I get a vote. We both have a vote, and we don't go against that. My wife and I were discussing a major purchase this morning, 
before I left home. And she wasn't happy about it. And I'm really happy about it. <laughs> and um, but, but, but later on, but later on, it got we got happy, you know. And so it worked out. But we weren't. Go, I wasn't going to go forward with that until we're both in agreement. And it fits into our overall plan. Yeah, and I think it's Either important. A boat or a truck, guys. <laughs> Gun or a truck? Could be. Yeah, could be. Could be. Um, <laughs> you sidetracked me. Um, so here's another thing: a conversation you can have after the vision conversation is being curious with yourself when you're about to buy something. Both you and her. The question I always want to ask myself: for me, it's eating. For me, it is I want to skip a workout. For me, it's I'm not going to check in with my wife on this. I'm just going to go do it. Right when I'm about to make a behavior that I know is going to cost me downstream, what's been transformative for me is instead of getting mad, instead of getting frustrated, is stopping and being curious and asking myself, what am I trying to protect myself from? What is this Amazon purchase? What am I trying? Oh, I'm bored. Oh, I had a, a, a tiff with my six-year-old and I'm pouting and so I'm going to go buy some more, I don't know, fishing line or something stupid that I don't really need. What am I doing this stuff for? And then that's always going to push me back to the vision, right? Which is, oh, we're doing this for this. So I'm not going to hit it for this, right? I'm not going to hit purchase. I'm not going to go buy this. I'm not going to buy a $9,000 bed on credit um, because we have a different vision for our life. But the the... the the most asked question since I started this show 30 years ago, how do I get my spouse on board? Yep. And number one answer is don't say Dave Ramsey said, because nobody cares what Dave Ramsey said. It's got to be about us. It's got to be yeah. from inside, right? It's, yeah. And, and no, really, the truth. I mean, that's not me just being humble or weird or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, your opinion for your life is that you're the only one gets a vote in your life. Imagine if, if Sharon- I don't get a vote in your life. If Sharon came to you and said, Dave- uh, my friend Dan says that I should hold your hand more, so I'm going to start doing that. That wouldn't mean anything, right? But if 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 my wife comes to me and says, hey, I, I want to start holding your hand, that means, like, I thought like, I want to be, get closer yeah. to you. That means something so to me. So you always, you, number one, you don't blame it on me. Number right. two, the, there's a whole get out of debt thing here is so that. Right. What's your so that? Yes. It's so that we can be not broke anymore and stressed. It's so that... We don't ever act like, you know, we're not. We've both talked about your parents are are pitiful. Yeah, we're sad about their financial condition. We don't want to be them when we're old. That's right. It's so that we're going to avoid debt, so that we're not them. Mm-hmm. We're going to avoid debt, so that we've got a pile of money. We can send the kids to college without any debt. We want to be so that we'd like to open a a hospital in our neighborhood and drop $10 million into that. So that, I don't know what your so that is, but you need a so that because debt in and of itself is not worth it. That's right. I mean, it's good. It's good. Get out of debt. It's a good thing. But the only reason we want you to get out of debt, the reason we teach you to get out of debt, it's so that you get financial peace. Yes. And so that you can do things. Yes. And you can say when that kid comes to your door, you don't kind of find nickels and pennies. You can buy all the candy, right? You can do those generous things, man. You can just completely buy out all the inventory of the Girl Scout. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be fun. Just mess with her day. And what would be really great is to have (laughs) 75 boxes of cookies and I'll try to explain to my wife, I'm just doing a good thing, hon. Buy a a single mom a car. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, buy 10 of them a car. Exactly. You know, I mean, change your life, man. So Take that girl in the youth group and pay for her yeah. college. But Help the problem out. is when we get down into the weeds, it all comes down to a sleep number bed. It becomes a math problem instead of a heart problem. It's a sleep yeah. number bed. What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I mean, God, I wish I could go back and tell you all the stupid butt stuff 
I have done with money and bought things I have bought that are just hilariously stupid. Sleeping over bed wouldn't be on the list, but I've done some hilariously stupid things. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. John Deloney, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host today. Lisa's with us in Chicago. Hi, Lisa. How are you? How are you doing? Good. How can we help? So I'm in the middle of negotiating my salary for a new job, um, and I'm a little bit, um, don't know how to handle it or how to take it from here. And to, to give you a little bit of background, uh, I'm in a dead-end IT job. So I decided to go somewhere else, plus get a certification. Um, so my next job, I asked for, I currently make 73 base. I asked for 83, but they're not willing to pay more than 75. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how big a company right is now. this? It's big. Big? Fin- yes. Financial, uh, it's during the financial industry. Okay. All right. Well, you probably got your number. You just need to decide if you want to work there. I doubt that they're going to do a bunch of negotiating. I think they've told you what they're going to do. You might get a little mm-hmm. bit out of this, but uh, the, the 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 way to posture and position yourself so you don't harm yourself into a brand new job, you don't automatically end the honeymoon before it starts, um, is just switch shoes for a minute. If you were that supervisor that's interviewing you or that company that's interviewing you, why would you give you more money? I want it is not a reason. Uh-huh. Okay. And I had a magic number in my head that they didn't meet doesn't make them a bad person. I was the worst. I would have a magic number in my head, and it was so – sometimes it was ludicrous, and then the boss would come in, and I'd feel like they and, – and offer me, hey, here's a job, and here's 5000 less than your magic number, and I would feel that as a loss. Like they had taken something from me, right? <laughs> they had right, it all. That's they'd how offer, I feel. Yeah, they'd offer me a job. And so you just have to decide, right. do I want to um, change my life for 2000 bucks and a big company that if you go in there and bust it and do great work and provide value will increase your salary over time in, in different roles and professional, and professional responsibilities, right? So the way I would approach it is I would just ask the super hiring supervisor that you're talking to mm-hmm. or whatever the phrase yeah. is that you use. How could mm-hmm. I add more value in this position that would make me more valuable? That would okay. make you guys want to pay me more. I don't want you to give me more money just because I, I think I deserve it because I breathe air. I'm willing to do things 
that are moral and reasonable extra. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to add uh, elements to this that that you know that make me more valuable to this company. And then you that that you know what 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 would be the thing I would need to well you'd need to get this certification. Great. Can we agree that when I get this certification, then I, that it comes with an automatic raise that matches that, and I'll go get the certification. Right. And you can start at the lower position and then go get the certification six months later and get your raise, right, um, or whatever. Right. But but you're asking, mm-hmm. you're not asking them to give you something because you're entitled in any way. No, I'm not. I don't feel that way at all. I know. And so make sure you're vocalizing it that way. How can I? <laughs> okay. How can I add value? That because I would really like to make eighty, but I don't expect you to pay me that, or eighty-five. I don't expect you to pay me that unless there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And so I'm asking you, what would I need to do to be worth eighty-five or eighty or whatever for you guys? Because I'd really like to right. get there. Help me, because I'm I'm all about personal growth. I'm all about getting better, and I'm all about making sure that I make you more than I cost you. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. And I think, Dave, you that that wisdom is good because she enters into a conversation that's with, not against, and she might find out, oh man, we pay this. This is a big company, and so we pay this band of employee X and Y, and you're at the top of that range. But mm-hmm. we're going to move you. So you mm-hmm. find out actually they're capping the value that they can. But so you find out a lot of stuff when it's we're on the same side. But when we're across the negotiating table, then it's got to be you versus me, right? Uh, well, a negotiation properly done of any kind is not put up your dukes. That's right. It's not, I'm going to take from you so that I get more. Right. It's not a zero-sum game. Uh, in other words, if, if she brought in an extra million dollars in revenue to that organization, would they gladly give her more money? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, most of them would anyway. Yeah. Some of them are too stupid to do that. But most of them, <laughs> most companies, small, large, anything. And so it's like we go win together. I tell folks around here, if you leave the cave, kill something, and drag it home, I will share it with you. Right. You know, I, I'm not going, I'm not greedy. I don't, but, but also not going to pay you. You know, I had one guy go, well, you know, you need to pay me this because I've got all these degrees. And I'm like, he had more degrees than a thermometer. I mean, it was like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, your raise is effective when you are. Right. You know, this is a small business. So at, so all negotiations are how can we get to where we want to be together? How if you're buying something from somebody. How do you keep... Uh, I, once, once I sit across the table from somebody, my hackles come up. Yeah. How do you keep from turning it into a competition? Yeah. Well, it, it, the problem You're is... You're a competitive if, guy. If you, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. If, if my deal becomes not beating him, my deal becomes... My, my win is when I get the deal done. Okay. Not, uh, not okay. that I destroy him. Not that I got him to take $5,000 less, but no. we how, uh, we how did I get hands. the deal done? Because you win because I got and, See, the, the, if you get into a one-dimensional thing on a negotiation where it's just like... Uh, price on uh, you're buying a car from somebody and the price is this and you go okay well i'll give you this well i'll take that well back and you go you know it's just back and forth till you meet and then you go well we'll split the difference or whatever and you go back and forth with this verbal ping pong back and balls on your side and it balls on my side and every time we get a little bit closer finally someone goes enough this is it that you've reached my point <laughs> right. you got my number and you go okay i'm in or i'm not uh, or, or uh but if you can make it about something else yeah you know it's not just the price okay for instance i'm used to you know buy a lot of foreclosures or buy a lot of real estate and i would tell people in those days a house has been sitting on the market for a while we will close it this afternoon for cash Mm. now that matters yes 
you lighten their load a little bit. This is just, we're done. You yeah. got money tonight mm-hmm. to go buy a lobster dinner, baby. <laughs> I mean, this is today. Yeah. You've been screwing around with this house for six months. You're behind on your payments tonight. And in return, what do I get? Price. A good house. Yeah, yeah. I get a house, but a, I, get a, a I, get a, I get a good price. Right. Uh, but, but the immediacy mm-hmm. is a different factor than price. Right. And so you add other factors into the equation when you're negotiating. And in her case, the factor we're adding in is how can I add value mm. to where you wish that I was here? You're happy that I'm here. Yeah. What can I do to be the best team player you've ever had on the team? Yeah. You know, and, and what does it look like to be, as our friend Pat Lencioni says, the ideal team player? Love it. Andrew is with us. Andrew is in Kansas City. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking the call, Dave. Sure. What's up? Yeah, um, I'm just wondering, the question I have is, should I sell my house? Um, now, there's a lot of uh, things that happened here in the last few years, uh, namely, uh, when we, when I say we, but I uh, bought the house at the time. Um, I was married, and I bought it with my wife, expecting, you know, a larger family um, and whatnot. Unfortunately, in the same month we bought it, uh, she asked me for a divorce, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we couldn't work, any, work the marriage out. And uh, so now I'm. <laughs> why, uh, why, so would now you, I'm why, why would you not sell it? Why would I not sell it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to make uh, one. I don't. The, I don't want to make an emotional decision based off the house and I want it to do it like a smart way. Uh, secondly, um, but you wouldn't buy this house my, today in your situation. No. Okay. When, not, when, when was your divorce finalized? Uh, uh, last year. Yeah. I'm sorry, Andrew. Yeah. Your heart, you're, I can, I can hear your heart breaking in front of me. You're, you're still really hurting. And um, yes. and that's kind of clouding, and you don't trust your own judgment. You're not confident anymore in your own judgment. So I don't think you're making a mistake selling the house. It's just a stupid house, and it sounds yeah. to me like it's uh, it's a part of a future that died, and it's okay to let it go with the death of that dream, with the death of that marriage, and go start fresh somewhere to be good for you, to have a new space to be in. John, you think that's right? I'd, I'd sell it. I'd put it on the market today. Yeah. I'll be done with it, man. I'm sorry for it's you. It's time. Sorry. This is The Ramsey Show. One of the most common pieces of advice I give folks trying to get out of debt is to sell the car. But it's important to sell the smart way by using CarWiser. CarWiser is a completely free service that gets you offers from all the top online dealerships instantly. Just enter your vehicle information and boom, you're ready to pick up an offer and get paid. CarWiser saves you hours of time and hassle. So go to CarWiser.com Ramsey. That's CarWiser.com Ramsey.
you for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Wes and Lindsay are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? How's it going? We're good. Awesome. Where do y'all live? We're Cass- in Castle Rock, Colorado. Oh, nice. Fun. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you paid off? 215000 All right. How long did that take? 38 months. All right. And your range of income during that three years? Yeah, we started at 120 and then ended at 185 Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I'm a stay-at-home mom and a grad student. Mm-hmm. And I run a planning and development team for an oil and gas company in Denver. Ah, and it's obviously done very well in the last 36 months. Good. Good for you. Or at least you've done very well. <laughs> Good. Proud of you. Very cool. What kind of debt was your 215000 It was her house. You paid off your house! (laughs) Weird people! How old are you two? I'm 35. And I'm 38. And you have a paid-for house in Castle Rock, Colorado. What's it worth? 660. (laughs) How much is in your retirement accounts, guys? Uh, Right at 400. So right at being Baby Steps millionaires. Ding, ding, look at you. And not even 40 years old. Tell me this stuff doesn't make you hey, wealthy. The people I'm proud listening, of you. The people listening, like you can't even talk. You're smiling so big. <laughs> like this is exciting. I can feel it through the glass. That's double pane glass, right? <laughs> yeah. You're just radiating this excitement. That's awesome. So proud of y'all. Very cool. You did this fast too. Very well done. All right. Tell us what happened. How'd you get connected to the Ramsey way? Uh, about 10 years ago, a close friend of mine was leading FPU. And uh, even though she'd been prodding at me to to go uh he convinced me so (laughs) of course (laughs) of course yeah okay and so uh but you only did this for three years so what happened to the other six years uh we got we started paying our house off when we went through fpu and then i got transferred so we had to press pause for a little bit and then we got transferred back to colorado and uh that's when we started okay and then when you you landed there and everything does settle you said okay we're doing this for real that was 38 months ago. Game on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We were cool. leading an FPU class, and it's, oh. it's really easy to, to get motivated to pay off debt when you're teaching this stuff. So. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. Well done, you two. Thank yeah, it's a little you. difficult to lead the class and not do the stuff. That's kind of hypocritical. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, so, Lindsay, Lindsay, take us back to the moment when uh, Wes comes in and says, hey, I've been talking to my friend Dan. He thinks we should uh, <laughs> walk us through that, that conversation. Well, it w- his name's Tim. Tim Muleberry, <laughs> if you I was trying watching. to help him out, but I know. go ahead. <laughs> um, so Tim suggested we go through this class, and I had been trying to get him to do it for a while, and then we finally went through it. He listened to his friend above me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. We finally got on the same page, and like, like he said, it took us a long time to to finally get to the point where we wanted to get gazelle and tents on our house. But uh, a few years later, we decided to to do it. And now you don't have a payment in the world. Nope. How's it feel to not have a payment in the world? And you're not even 40. Feels like peace. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. You know what you can do when you don't have any payments and make $185,000 a year? Anything you want! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pretty impressive. Hey, unpack that word peace. Like, um, that, that sometimes I, th- I think we've gotten to a place in our culture where peace is, is 
like a unicorn. I don't even know what that looks like. I've never seen one of those in real life. Describe that. What's a couple of things that have changed in your life? Oh, gosh. Um, so during COVID, when oil went negative, um, that was not a time of peace when I had a lot of debt. Yeah. Um, and for the last five years, we've gone through rolling layoffs about every six months. And uh, knowing that if that happens again, that we're just perfectly fine. I mean, I could get a job at Walmart. It's going to be annoying, to. not catastrophic. Yeah. 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 And that is an inconvenience. Yeah. It is really peaceful to know that there's nothing weighing on our shoulders in this category. Yeah. What's the first big thing you're going to do to celebrate? <laughs> well, well, we, we yeah, kind we of did already it. did. We promised our kids that, you know, we had sacrificed so much when we were on this journey and they're still pretty young and we told them that we would take them to Disney World All right. when we got our house food off. And so we, we got to do that, and that was awesome. Um, but the biggest thing is I bought a new washer and dryer. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> That's how you celebrate right there. That's big celebration. <laughs> Wes, you didn't you didn't buy her that for Christmas, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, good. I, did. I, I, no, I, I bought her a it's vacuum. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are incredible. I'm so proud of you. What is the thing you tell people when they learn that you are 100% debt-free, if they learn that, if they learn <laughs> that your Baby Steps Millionaires, and they say, how'd you do that? You're not even 40. What do you tell them the key is? For me, the, the key has really been um, intentionality and mm -hmm. contentment mm -hmm. um, and just less consumption, just less financial consumption, but also less... Uh, social media consumption, less HGTV consumption. <laughs> Both of those um, things make you want to buy stuff. Yeah, and just really um, being thankful and happy with what we have. Um, I like to say the phrase "comparison is the thief of joy," and mm -hmm. for me, that was really true. So when I just became content with what I had, and uh, that was a huge part of this how it worked for me is that a craig groeschel or a rachel cruz quote <laughs> rachel cruz. one of those two is that a rachel cruz quote i don't know who yeah. says it one of those two said that yeah we'll say okay. rachel cruz yeah, yeah. there you go Pro probably is because of her book love your life not theirs yeah. it's probably in that so wow way to go you guys I'm so proud of you Thank who are you. your biggest cheerleaders uh our whole family was uh they're really you know not not many of them have gone through fpu but they're all huge supporters uh, they're, I mean, every single one of them was rooting for us. Yeah. They're probably watching right now, and they're no probably problem. all pumped. Yeah, yeah so. proud of you. That's and then good. we've got some best friends who went through the class when we were teaching it. Um, Desiree and Adam, uh -huh. <laughs> shout out. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, yep. And my favorite thing is looking at those three beautiful little kids. And <laughs> Go ahead and bring them up and introduce them. Most people don't understand. Like, yeah, they're not going to have debt growing up. But they're going to have a mom and dad who aren't always worried. What if we get laid off? And we're not going to. We're going to have a mom and dad who's worried if we get a flat tire, this thing's over with. Stress right? level in the house is it's just, approaching zero. Right. Yeah. And um, I, dad's not going to be yelling at the little league coach because he's got peace in his life. He's not angry at teenagers. Right. It's yeah. such a gift. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Hey, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you copy of total money makeover you can give those away in your financial peace class because you're all of these things also going to give you a financial peace membership you can give that away and get somebody else started on your journey if you want uh, since it helped you guys so much that's so awesome. cool what are the kids names and ages this is hannah and she's six mm -hmm. this is jonah and he's four 
and this is Naomi, and today's her birthday. She's turning nine. Happy birthday, Naomi. <laughs> Awesomeness. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you guys have absolutely changed their family tree. You've changed everything. I'm so proud of you. Absolute rock star couple, man. You're absolutely amazing. Well done, well done, well done. All right, it's Wes and Lindsay and birthday Naomi and Hannah and Jonah from Colorado. 215000 paid off. House and everything while becoming Baby Steps Millionaires. Did it all in 38 months, making 120 to 185 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Right, ready, guys? Three... Two, one, we're debt free! Yeah! This is how it's done! Boom! This is the Ramsey Show. personality is my co-host today our question today comes from blinds.com they have a 100 satisfaction guarantee that means even if you mismeasure or you pick the wrong color they'll remake your blinds for free you get free samples free shipping and with the new promos they run every month you'll save even more use the promo code ramsey to get the best possible deal Today's question comes from Brian in Texas. Brian asks, I'm 27 years old with a bachelor's degree in accounting and $40,000 in debt, 28K in student loans and 13,000 in credit cards. Have a full-time job making 41 grand a year and live at home. They, I'm assuming it's his parents, want me to stay with them as long as possible because they are as long as possible because they are enablers. I want to move out and I ask them to set a deadline for when I have to move. Okay. They are giving me until February of 2023. This is so backwards. I don't have any money saved because I've been throwing it all at the debt. Is it wise to stay with my parents till I'm debt-free or save up and move out while continuing to pay off debt? Yeah, there's a lot of things happening backwards here. Yeah, usually, I would say some, usually I would say parents throw the kids out. The kids don't ask the parents to ha- throw them out. That's a little backward. Yeah. Well, it's like mom and dad are saying, "We want you to stay with us forever," and then he says, "No, give you, me a date when I have to be gone." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, a year," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I get it, dude. Brian, listen. If you were here with us, we'd all be laughing, and you know that we'd be laughing. Here's the thing: um, save up some money and get an apartment. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah give out and i don't know why you only make forty one thousand dollars a year with a degree in accounting yes your job sucks <laughs> you need to go get king coleman's book and look for a better job um also you know that's horrid um yeah no you do not need to stay there until you're debt free 
That is not a guideline. Um, yes, it would be mathematically more efficient. Um, I will tell you from personal experience, Brian, that um, <clears throat> I observed each of my children after college either setting up house on their own, so to speak, um, or one of them actually moved and lived with us for about three months and then with a, with a game plan to move out very quickly. But in every case when they moved out and had to buy their own milk, had to pay their own light bill or the electricity got cut off, had to buy groceries or there was nothing in the refrigerator, had to do laundry or there was no clean underwear. In every case when they did, had to do those basic menial adult tasks, I visibly watched them change in that first year they were out. Mm -hmm. And they were already mature, hardworking, good people. But I watched their emotional development accelerate Mm -hmm. when they left the nest. And uh, some more obvious than others in different situations, but it was was palatable Mm -hmm. that uh, no more checks coming from me and no more laundry done by your mom. And when they had to pick up that and run with it, it changed everything. So, yeah, I always recommend as quickly as a young person can reasonably get out on their own, even though it does not appear to be mathematically the correct thing to do, it generally ends up being mathematically the correct thing to do because it accelerates you. Mm. And you are what creates your income. So you probably, even though you might not associate it with the activity of having moved out, it changes how you walk. It changes your swagger, your body language. And so you go get money more often. Right. And because uh, you turn out, turn out to need money out here in the world. And so it's just good. And it's good for you. I, I would tell you, I would highly recommend you do that. Not in a panic not in a freak out. I mean, if you want to, but I wouldn't wait until February. And, I'm and proud, I certainly wouldn't wait till you're out of debt. I'm proud of him for recognizing, wait a minute, I'm being enabled. My immaturity is, I, I, I'm, you know, it took him till he's 27, for goodness sakes. But hey, you figured it out. Move out and let's get this thing going. Yeah. Some people are 35, 45, 55, and they haven't figured out yet that. Well, they're like characters in a movie, though. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Or callers on my show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, you listen, uh, 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 an eagle that does not leave the nest eventually is called a turkey. Right. So you, you, you need to, um, or the way I describe it is if you are constantly going into the weight room and helping your kids lift the weight, they're never going to develop their own muscles. And eventually you're, you're helping them out causes them. It is the extension of the helicopter mom. That's right. Helicopter parent. Uh, syndrome yep. to just keep them in the basement forever mm-hmm. like oh well okay yeah uh ashley's in denver hey ashley what's up hi thank you for taking my call sure how can i help uh sorry uh i apologize i'm a little nervous that's but, okay um, we've never lost a patient what's up <laughs> uh i had a quick question or a couple questions in regards to my student loans um i recently received notification that they are they have been approved to be forgiven through a class action lawsuit. Um, And through the research that I've done, I can't quite determine if this is taxable income or non-taxable income. They're forgiven Um, because the, uh, it sounds like it was a private uh, school and it went broke. Yes. 
Yeah. It's, it's um, the lawsuit currently going on through the Department of Education. Yeah. 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 And uh, there, there's been a couple of big ones come down lately, and you're probably in that. Yeah. yeah. So that is yeah. one of the instances the student loan forgiveness is real and does happen. So I'm guessing that probably a very, very likely case that your student loans will be forgiven. Now, normally debt that is forgiven is taxable income. For instance, if you mm-hmm. owe uh, MasterCard $4,000 and you don't pay them and they send you a letter saying, uh, you know, you, you owe them $5,000, they send you a letter saying for 50 bucks, we'll forgive this. You send them 50 bucks, then you get a tax bill for the difference. You get a 1099 receipt for the difference on taxable income. I do not mm-hmm. know on student loan forgiveness due to fraud by the, uh, which is what this case is, by, by the institution if that is a taxable event or not. That may be nuanced under the law, and it may be a type of uh, debt forgiveness that is not uh, taxable. But otherwise, debt forgiveness is taxable, by and large. I mean, um, so uh, what I would do if I were in your shoes, because I don't know the answer to your question, I'm sorry, uh, is I would go to RamseySolutions.com, click on ELP for taxes, get a tax professional that we recommend, and they can look up the uh, regulation on this particular thing, this nuanced part of the law, and see if there's any uh, anything that goes with that. It wouldn't surprise me if it's not taxable. It really shouldn't be. It makes sense. It's logical that other types of debt forgiveness are taxable because that's money that you owe. In this case, they're saying you really don't owe it because you weren't really given anything by this horrible, incompetent institution that went broke. Tell me about this. I, I didn't know this. So if I owed $50,000, somebody pays off that debt, the government registers that gap as income? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even if it goes directly uh, not, not to the- student loan debt. Right. But even if it goes directly to the lender and not to through me? Yeah. It doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. Who, no. I mean, if they forgive the debt, like it usually comes up if you're negotiating a balance on an old bad debt. Uh, okay. You know, like you owe them $10,000 from five years ago on a MasterCard. Mm-hmm. And you call up Citibank and you argue with them and they go, well, you know, we'll take $2,000 as settlement. But I pay taxes on that eight? Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. They're going to send a 1099 out on that. They're supposed to. Because they're writing it off. Because they, they, it's a business loss for them and it's a gain for you. Right. Because money you legitimately owed, but because you weren't, because it was bad debt, they decided to take less for it so you did gain from that but the theory in the student loan forgiveness is that these uh jack leg weird private school things Mm -hmm. you know would go semi-scam type thing they were predatory yeah yeah they're predatory they would get people into debt and then the education or the certifications that they gave them weren't worth anything right and would go broke and so really you haven't gained it's about making you whole yeah yeah they're just making you whole here so it's a different theory anyway but whether or not they're going to tax that i don't know have to check your tax person not very good at some of those things this is the ramsey show Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.